Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm standing outside of Royersford Borough Hall at 300 Main Street in downtown Royersford. Inside, President of Borough Council, Anil Dom, is just waiting to discuss all of the incredible things that are on deck here in Royersford. I figured I should probably dress up a little bit since this is the first time I've ever met a real life president. So why don't you join me as we explore the exciting, thrilling, and unpredictable world of local government. I'm Jeff Desiato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Springford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Springford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Springford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Springford. I'm here with the president of Royersford Borough Council, Anil Dom. Anil, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate uh, what you're doing for the community and uh, you know giving a chance for Royersford and Spring City to have a chance to get showcased. Yeah, no problem. And we've had a great time. If you're just joining us, I encourage you to go back and watch the first two episodes where we featured Railroad Street Bar and Grill in Linfield and also Royersford Fence Company and Royersford Tomato Company. But today... We want to get into the exciting world where all the magic happens, local government, right? <laughs> so, I don't know if it's as exciting as you make it sound, but it, it's definitely, there's a lot happening. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to meet with Neil, because Royersford is on the cusp, and we're very excited about that. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But first, Neil, why don't you just tell us where you were born, where you grew up, and, and try sure. to go all the way back from the beginning. I'm originally a, a transplant to the area. I, I grew up most of my life in Maryland. Uh, I was born in upstate New York, but uh, most of my life I spent outside of Washington, D.C., which uh, right now nobody kind of wants to associate themselves <laughs> with. Um, I, I moved to this area in 1997 when I went to grad school uh, for physical therapy at, at Temple, and then after um, you know f- finishing school, I started working up this way. I originally lived in Collegeville. I bought a house in, in Roarsford, uh, uh, you know, essentially 2002, and I just kept, more or less kept buying uh, property around here and uh, still maintain my uh, occupation as a physical therapist along the way. And I've just been, you know, in the community. I've been on borough council now since, uh, for four years now, essentially. And, uh, um, yeah. So tell me, how does that process start? I mean, where you, you obviously moved into the area, mm-hmm. we're invested in the community. Um, how do you go from just being a regular Joe like me mm-hmm. who just recently moved to the area to now deciding to take the next step into civil service? Sure. Uh, I guess one of the things that happened, I was, you know, coming to some council meetings in the past and, you know, I just saw a lot of potential here in Royersford and, you know, but there was uh, a ton of empty storefronts. This is going mm-hmm. back 2012, 2013, and the Lebos building had just a, uh, uh, become vacated because they closed their business down. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of empty storefronts here. There was a, essentially 12 or 13 at the time. And I actually became friends with a, a guy who's now on council with me, Matt Stamen. And uh, Matt and I decided, you know what, we need to you know, run because at this point, you know, it, the town needs new energy. It needs new, you know, new ideas, new blood, uh, new enthusiasm for the town. And I think that's kind of what we try to bring to the table um, you know, I, all we did, we did it the old-fashioned way. We knocked on every door. We knocked on every door in town. I think people probably got sick of seeing us because we <laughs> came around four or five times just to you know, introduce ourselves and, and tell them what we were looking to do, you know, what kinds of things we want to see the town grow and become. And I think 
you know, we're starting to see evidence of that happening. You know, that lots of things have happened in, in the past four years. You know, we, number one, we've added numerous recreational uh, things that were lacking. A lot of one of the things that people in the community had told us was there's nothing to do around here. <laughs> Now, you know, thanks to a partnership with the Hill School, now there's a boat ramp and kayak ramp on uh, over by the river, and that's a very popular spot. It's actually a very popular spot for nighttime fishing, oh, yeah. which I never even knew was a thing, but yeah. apparently there's a lot of uh, nighttime fishing. And the other thing we've done, we've added uh, additional things to our park, um, Victory Park, which is a great uh, spot, and there's now... Uh, we're looking at adding new events for, for kids in the summertime next year and possibly looking at a winter uh, hockey rink uh, in, in town that we're going to possibly be wow. looking at doing, which I, th- I think that's, that's all neat uh, stuff that you know, people in the town and community want to see. Um, the other thing that we wanted to see was more businesses in town. And ever since uh, we came in town, we've, you know, by sh- partially by sheer luck, but hope- hopefully also by some of the initiatives we've taken, um, you know, we, we've been able to track next door Brood Awakening uh, has opened their business. Velvet Lux Salon down the street, uh, Rust and Sparkle. The uh, vacated Susie Joe's building became a, a farmer's insurance company. Um, and it currently, as as we're talking right now, and there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, kind of in the works. Um, the buildings next door, the McKissick building, has just been bought, which had been vacated since, I think, 2004, 2005. Oh, wow. So that's they're in, in plans for redeveloping it into three storefronts and, and uh, the Lebo's building. My understanding is it's under contract right now, so we haven't seen any plans as of yet, but that's uh, coming. And the annex building was recently bought as well. So a lot of the empty buildings that had been uh, vacated for some time are now starting to you know it's attracting developers, it's attracting people who want to put businesses in town and and uh, you know help the town grow. And the other big thing that's happening is Rick Lewis bought the property, uh, Lewis Development uh, Group bought the property over by the river, which is uh, on uh, First and Main there. And for years, that was just empty land that had been, uh, was originally meant to be townhomes and, and condominiums, 120 of them, I think. And that project never got off the ground, and now he bought that property. Essentially, it's about six acres. Oh, wow. And his, his plan is to clear that, you know, and in partnership with us to continue the river uh, trail, riverfront trail. Oh, wow. Um, you know, again, a lot of moving parts there, but, uh, you know, and he's looking to develop it and possibly turning it into, uh, you know, some place that will bring in more uh, jobs and more, um, you know, businesses in the town. So we had a lot of things happening. You know, I think it's, it's uh, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to focus on is getting this town, you know, getting this borough to be at its maximum potential. You know, um, I think you're also seeing that in, in our home prices. Our home prices are actually outperforming the county. Uh, I think last year our home prices went up an average of uh, I think close to like 6% compared to the county average of 2.9. So we almost doubled what the county was doing uh, in terms of yeah. uh, I pricing. noticed that just on my own street. There's a house down the street that doesn't have a finished basement like ours does and it's mm-hmm. under contract for way more than we pay for our house. Yeah. And this was just back in May. So I, I like to think it was my shrewd in that, uh, real estate dealings <laughs> that got us that deal. Timing but, uh, and location. That's right. It's literally like I can throw a rock and hit the house, but it's good for me because I bought, and now the, if that shows up on the uh, the comps, right, right. it makes the value of my house go up. So Absolutely. So um, that was my way of doing a clever segue into <laughs> talking a little bit about um, the real estate side that you've you've also pursued as, as a, I guess, a side gig or side hustle like a lot of people <laughs> You you had said that you started uh, you know back when you were going through the the, the origin story right. of Anil Dom you had mentioned <laughs> buying up properties and things sure. like that so 
Um, tell us a little bit about the properties that you have purchased, um, their location, and yeah, sure, and what the plans are for that, and what what got you to kind of start doing that. I, I bought a. a, a a bunch of properties in, in and around the whole area, but most of it's been concentrated in Royersford and Spring City. Um, one of the things that when I first started off, I was buying rental property, and you know I'd bought an apartment building in Spring City and a, a second apartment building in Spring City, and I had a couple of uh, singles and and duplexes here in town. And you know what I found was after doing it, you know I transitioned a lot of the bad tenants out, and you know put a lot of young people in, and you know. It, a lot of young people that have now become homeowners in, mm. in Roarsford and Spring City. A couple friends of mine who were previous tenants have bought homes and now are part of the community, which I think is is a good thing. And I kind of found that that was kind of where I wanted to be more so than than landlording. I'd been a landlord since I was 23, and I'm 40 now, so 17 years of landlording. I've transitioned the last couple of years into fixing up, uh, rehabilitating homes that are uh, in need of of attention and love and I've done a bunch on Walnut Street, I've done on Adams Street, I've done on Church, uh, Chestnut Street and uh, um, I'm sorry not Chestnut Street, Church Street and uh, 2nd Avenue, I've done a couple in Spring City so you know the the things that the the town needs is nice good quality housing Mm -hmm. stock and what we've been trying to do is take these dilapidated properties and and turn them around turn them into something that first-time home buyers and you know, people that were renters before that now can can buy. Because to be honest with you, the the housing market it's tough if you're mm-hmm. a first time home buyer looking to buy a house to find something that's a affordable, b that's not completely, you know, in in really bad shape, and and c that's that's a, you know a safe home to to live in. And I think, uh, you know, I, I've I've partnered with different people on on different properties, and you know, I, I'd love to buy every single property that is out, you know, <laughs> in disarray, uh, in disarray, yeah, yeah. And, and and just and it makes it you know makes number we you talked about it like you know the the house values uh, go up, but also the sense of you know okay you don't want houses where three houses are nice and then you got one that's completely um, vacant and abandoned and in bad shape and I think mm-hmm. you know what we're trying to do is make the town again kind of reach its maximum potential right and I think that is I know that we had Royers Ford itself had just been voted the most affordable area with the best school and Springford in the country as, yeah in the country in the country <laughs> yeah so uh, you not, can find not that. just like Pennsylvania we're the only one in Pennsylvania and I think we're the top one in the country. Yeah, so that's a pretty big thing, especially for Roarsford residents mm-hmm. or Rofo residents, yep. as they call themselves. Um, the pride of that, and I've noticed when we had the the Roarsford National Night Out, mm-hmm. being on streets that I don't normally go down. Right. You really see the people that take care of their properties. Sure. You know, a lot of the longtime residents they want Roarsford to. Excel, thrive, yeah, yeah thrive. A lot of the, yeah. you know, I, I did. I met a, an old gentleman when I went to the historical society, mm-hmm. who went to Roarsford High School. Yeah, he graduated in 1945, I think. Wow, um, and he's 89 now, and just the, you know, he was just proud mm-hmm. of Roarsford, you yeah. know, and that that's an important thing. And As it should that, be. There's a lot to be proud of in this yeah. town. I mean, it's, it's a it's a great town. I mean, anyone that's watching this can. There's a reason why we live here. We live here because. Not just location, but it's also there's a sense of there's a sense of pride that, yeah. that just just shines through. Yeah, and I, I really, you know, when I was looking around in the areas and things, 
driving up Main Street, like you can kind of mentally go back in time and see what it was like in its heyday. You know, you right. can see the Lebo sign lit up and you know people walking and old vehicles driving. You know, like you can yeah. really see what it was and what it could be again. And that's exciting to know that a lot of those buildings are going to be used again mm-hmm. and, and thrive. Hopefully, yeah. I know we're we're very close to Phoenixville, and we see all the things that they've done to to kind of revitalize. And I feel like Roarsford is right on the edge. Yeah, of we're that. we're definitely right on the edge. I mean, a lot of the uh, the strong interest we're getting from people who are looking to buy a house in town are people that are priced out of Phoenixville. Right. You know, I I, I can, can I have a friend that bought a house on on Washington Street, and that was his whole his. Thing was in Phoenixville, things that were, that were once affordable aren't anymore, mm-hmm. and Roarsford is now you know affordable. The prices are definitely creeping up yeah. around here, but you know get it, in on it's, the ground floor, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I do. Buy now, yeah. Um, uh, but that, that I think that's people are starting to see that this is a great town. This is you know it's an awesome location. We have a fantastic school district, you know, and to give credit to the uh, school board, the school board really has done a nice job over the past you know so many years of keeping t- our taxes affordable, keeping uh, uh, the school district ratings high and, and offering things that you can't get in other school districts. Right. I, you know, I don't have kids, but I can tell you that, you know, every single person that has bought a house for me that has kids has always said they're, you know, that school district was yeah. one of the main drivers of why they're buying here. Yeah, very important. And, and as you had mentioned, um, getting some of these young families into the properties that mm-hmm. you have and then them them getting invested in the community because of the school district, mm-hmm. those people then become lifelong residents that Correct. want to give back and maybe will be on yeah. borough council someday yeah. and things Good. like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sure they're going to come that's a, a time thing. when you don't want to uh, I, run again. I, I, you know, actually, so. that's one of the things that, that when we ran, we said, you know, we want other people to start getting involved. And, and I think we have. We've really... Uh, you know, essentially, most of our council has transitioned over. It's it's been you know, and I think it's a good thing. You bring in new ideas, new people, and you bring a, a different mix of of people that you know that weren't involved before now are, and, and they get a chance to see how you know local government works. That you know, sometimes you want a road fix, and you realize okay, there's engineering involved, there's mm-hmm. there's costs involved, there's getting permission from PennDOT involved. You know, for for instance, stuff on Main Street or Second Avenue. Uh, um, you know, we can't just, we would love to see the road paved, you know, but PennDOT owns that road. And, yeah. and sometimes we get complaints about um, stuff that's outside of our control. And I think when people are on council or they attend meetings, they kind of see that, you know, hey, we'd love to fix every single problem. But some things we just, you know, there's layers and layers of, of bureaucracy that unfortunately right. <laughs> uh, stops local government from, you know, being respo- as responsive as we want to be. Yeah. I think that was like the news flash of the century that there's actually bureaucracy <laughs> right. involved in that. Right. So it's good. Um, so that's a good segue, actually. Um, we've talked a lot about like the positives and things, and if you're comfortable with it, you know, can you share some of some of the pushback that you may have seen? You know, especially when you were initially running, or uh, or some of the things that you don't have to get into yeah, specific, sure. but just like I some of the, the maybe the complaints or some of the. Uh, the reasons behind why some people may be slow to get on board. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily slow to get on board. Obviously, when, whenever anything's transitioned, there's new people involved. People have a hesitancy to uh, to uh, you know get on board per se. But you know they've seen you know after four years we've we've kept our taxes low. We've we've made significant improvements. We made investments in our police department. You know our police department. You know when we came on council. They didn't even have uh, the ability to do a, 
uh, issue speeding tickets without using a stopwatch, so we bought them the uh, oh, wow. <laughs> a device called an NRAD device, which allows, you know, because that was one of the complaints we got was that people are speeding in and around town and, you know, we really can't catch them. Then we've got the digital signboards that you see around town that have, the you know, that say your speed is whatever, 25, yeah. you know, as a reminder. Um, we work with Upper Providence on 2nd Avenue because part of the, 2nd Avenue turns into Upper Providence and that was 35 coming into town and, and turned to 25. Well, everyone was coming 35 miles an hour and staying that way. So they worked with us to reduce the speed limit to 25 further up so that there was a, a buffer area mm. of it being 25 before uh, you, you get in town. To the borough, right. Yeah. So, so that, you know, because we have a park right there on 2nd yeah. Avenue. And, and last the last thing you want to do is have cars flying through when people are out playing. Um, so we, we've, we've made significant investments. Uh, we've worked on getting every every possible grant. We've gotten so many grants in the past four years to enable us to do all these projects around here. And I think that's that's what we're having. Um, we're seeing that there's a lot of progress. I think people are seeing that. They're, yeah. they're seeing that, hey, look, you know, people, new people have come into town and, and they're keeping the promises that they made when they knocked on doors. I'm not a politician. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a person who, my day job, I rehab people. My side hustle, I rehab houses and, and uh, you know, now I'm tr- trying to rehab a community. And yeah, I think that's that's, awesome. that's what you know. That's what we're tr- we're trying to do. Yeah, that kind of that's a really great <laughs> little tagline, I guess. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll title the episode that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rehabbing a community. So, right. Um, just a couple quick questions sure. before we wrap up. Um, can you think of one lesson that someone taught you? And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Okay. I don't send any <laughs> questions ahead of time. No, that's fine. Where something that maybe it was a first job that you had. Um, even if it was a lesson where someone was a terrible boss mm-hmm. or something, and you said either I'm going to do what that guy taught me, or I'm never going to be like that. You know, one of those things that kind of you would say is a lesson that you've t- taken with you mm-hmm. as you've you know gone through you know working with the Rothman Institute, working in 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 real estate, working in, in borough council. I'm kind of giving you time to think sure. as I'm adding. No, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, Actually, just, I, I guess a life lesson I've learned is never burn bridges. You know, yeah. like, you know, like uh, I, I had an experience before with uh, uh, one boss and I ended up coming back to work for that person down the road, you know, and, and because we kept a good relationship, you know, like even if there's a situation that isn't working out for you, sometimes it's best to be professional and just, just kind of, uh, you know, say, look, you know, I'd like for this to work out, but it's not working out. You know, let's just, you know, part as friends yeah. rather than enemies. Often you'll see, um, and, and this this transitions into things with residents as well. Like, you know, they'll have an issue and, you know, I always try to learn to try to keep professional, keep it friendly. You know, we're trying to help sometimes, you know, we, you know, where are our limits. And as long as you, you treat people with, you know, a certain level of kindness and respect, I think that, you know, they, that's more appreciated than if you, you know, you answer their problem, but you do it in a disrespectful right. way. So I think just the lesson I've, I've learned throughout life is, you know what, don't burn bridges. Right. It's just, it's just better not to, you know, and just always part as friends rather than, you know, with a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, that's great, and I think yeah. that that's something that we we desperately need, especially in uh, in government in these, <laughs> these times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was one more question that I had, and I can't quite. Uh, it's it's le- I've lost it on the tip of my tongue, but maybe that's a good thing. So. And I guess so. Well, let me I guess you know put this out to you and to any viewers. You know, there's one of the things that we did last year was uh, 
for the first time in 30 years, we put together a comprehensive plan uh, for Royers Ford. And what a comprehensive plan is, is a blueprint for what's going to happen in the future. And uh, one of the things we did, we surveyed residents. We made uh, surveys available online, in person, and, and whatnot. And and uh, we got great feedback of things that people wanted to see in town. And, and we've actually been following through with that really, really well. Um, you know, for the it got approved in January, and it's only now it's August. So you know, but some of the things that we've outlined, uh, we've changed some of the zoning to restrict houses from being chopped up into multifamily apartments. You know, uh, th- things like that that you know the town wants to see it not become, you know, a certain type of community. So mm-hmm. so I guess my question to you is, you know, what would you like to see in Morrisford, you know, just to kind of put in Spring City, too, for that for that part, because I don't want to leave them out. You know, right. they just had their 150th anniversary, and, and, you know, for lack of a better term, they're, they're our twin brother, sister, right. whatever you want to call it. So. Yeah. Um, I think that just the things that you've shared is, is something that I really am excited about. One of the reasons I, like I, I had mentioned, one of the reasons I really took a shine to Royersford when we were looking at properties was I could see, like I had mentioned, what it could be. Mm-hmm. And I felt like as, you know, as we've seen Phoenixville and other areas start to kind of up their game, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I could... I wanted to be somewhere where people were proud about where they were mm-hmm. and wanted it to thrive and didn't want it to just continue to go downward. Right. Um, there are plenty of small towns that just disappear. Mm-hmm. And I could get the sense that because of the school district, um, because of just the people that I met from the area, they didn't want that to be Royers Ford. Right. So that was something that was really exciting. And the fact that there's a lot of young families. Mm-hmm. Like as we drive that's around, true. we see that. That's absolutely um, true. So that's exciting too, because I feel like it's it's very important to get the next generation invested. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know whether it's injecting you know, new blood in the council, mm-hmm. in the in the the political process, mm-hmm. um, making it transparent. You know, getting people to really see what goes into making a town. Like you don't just get to take right. and benefit from absolutely. everything that's being done. Like it it takes a village literally to mm-hmm. to make it happen and i felt like there was a lot of that kind of and there's a lot of participation yeah. i've I, I run into residents all the time that will you know they'll, they'll give good feedback they'll say hey look you know what did you guys think about this you know i i think that's absolutely definitely something that we we take you know with with a lot of uh, enthusiasm that residents are are very good about giving us good feedback and things that are helpful to help us because you know we're there's seven of us on council we don't have all the answers but yeah. so sometimes we rely on uh you know everyone else's ideas to you know to and then we our goal is to implement them then yeah that's great so i guess as we as we close like water if someone watches this and wants mm-hmm. to really gets the burning desire <clears throat> to get involved like what are some <laughs> key areas at this moment that you could really use some sure. community involved um in? Well, I guess one of the things that, first of all, is follow us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to make it sound like so obvious, but you know, a lot of stuff that happens, we, we update our Facebook page fairly often. Uh, we update our website often, so there's always you know things that are that are coming up there. The, the Royersford Business Association always needs help for Community Day, and and the uh, National Night Out Committee always needs help. You know, so there's always volunteer opportunities. We have a bunch of committees at this point. Uh, we're, we've filled all of our open vacancies for uh, different committees, and but there's always, you know, people move, people transition out of town. So just if you're following it on Facebook, we always make make that known when we have an opening. Like this year, just just through Facebook alone, we filled 
vacancies on our zoning board, our planning commission, our parks and rec commission, and our human relations commission. So there's always opportunities. It's just that, you know, at this instant there may not be something, but it doesn't mean that, you know, two weeks from now there's not, you know, an opportunity. Right. So we, we like hearing ideas of what people want to want to see in town, and we, we, we do what we can to attract the right type of uh, businesses and like I said, some, there's a lot coming. It's just not here right this second. Yeah. But but every single property that was vacant, you know, you know, four years ago, now has a new owner now, and they're all in various stages of of uh, implementing a, a plan for redevelopment. So I, I you know, I think next year is going to be a fairly significant year. Yeah, that's exciting. And I do actually remember what I was going to bring up. Okay. I don't know if it's <laughs> that's fine. Bad hosting. And by the way, I apologize for everybody that's getting this angle right here because it's not very pleasing to the eye. Um, That's why I sat over here. He gets to hide behind the desk. Um, It's not pleasing to my eye either, so just so you know, I'll I'll be working on that probably by the the time this show ends, you know, hopefully hundreds of episodes from now, they'll be like, I'll be unrecognizable. Wow, look at this guy. I know. (laughs) Um, What I was going to say is um, I know that it's something I deal with regularly and, and a frustration that my wife and I share is that there are a lot of people that are very quick to you know, pass things off when, as soon as they get to that point where it seems like it's going to take an additional effort or mm-hmm. hard work, that's when the ball gets dropped. And, um, it seems at least in our conversation that the council has people that don't want to let things slip through the cracks. And, um, I know a lot of people would, they would get to that opposition where they're, they're getting this mm-hmm. from this end and the, this commission and this code and this, and they'll go, you know, it's not worth it. But, is there anything that you do as president to kind of keep people's eyes on the prize to when those frustrations uh, yeah, set in? That, that's, I mean, you know, each year we, we come up with a list of goals of things we want to get done this year and, and, you know, we make sure we, we do it. I, yeah. I hate to say it, it's as simple as that, but, you know, like, you know, there's, there's things that we work on that we, you know, absolutely have to get done. And, and you know, people voted for, you know, I, yeah. I feel obligated, you know, people put me in this position, you know, for a reason. So, you know, it's not my uh, point to let them down. You know, right. I want to make sure that, you know, that things get done. I mean, one of the simplest things that, you know, when I f- first got on council, everyone was complaining when I would go to doors that, how come I can't pay my bills online? So now we have <laughs> things that where you can pay your bills online. You know, like there's there's a lot of simple things that, that we try to fix. And like I said, we rely on ideas, you know, and we rely on, on I, I don't want to say complaints per se, but we rely on people's feedback to to tell us, hey, you know, this is what we need to get done, and we get them done. Right. That's yeah. great that you also take those little things and knock those little things yeah. out because that goes a long way. In, Absolutely. In, with yeah. trust and, and it loyalty. makes sense. Yeah. That, you know, why, why let things pile up? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because I think sometimes people look so heavily on the, you know, how difficult this big task mm-hmm. is. Right. That everything else, it's, everything seems insurmountable at that sure. point. And then it's like, well, we have all these little things that uh, we could really do in the process. I rely on lists. Yeah, uh, that's great. I, I, I mean, I, I, with, with properties and fix them, I'll make a list of everything that needs to be done. And we check them off as we go and we shrink the list down, make a smaller list. And, you know, sometimes the lists never seem to end. Yeah, right. You know, but, but uh, I think that's the same way we approach our own council. Okay, what are our big goals? And, you know, how do we, how do we uh, you know, get to them? And, you know, as we get them, check them off and, and, not forget the ones that we had made before. That's great. So, so Anil, why don't you take a moment to just let people know how they can get in touch with the borough, um, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'll be putting all these links and things in the in the video comments mm-hmm. and everything, so people will definitely be able to, to, to link out to the website and sure. all that stuff. But if you could just uh, yeah, give them uh, you that can spiel. you can go uh, you know our 
borough website is roarsfordborough.org. Um, you can check our Facebook page, which is if you just type in Roarsford Borough. We have a Facebook page for our Parks and Rec, a Facebook page for our Police Department and our Emergency Management. Uh, uh, there's, as you know, there's a Facebook page for the Fire Department as well. They're not necessarily affiliate, uh, affiliated with the borough, but they're, you know, they're our friends as well. Um, so. Uh, and, you know, that brings me up just one more thing. Yeah, sure. There is one opportunity that w we really, really could use in the community is our volunteer fire department needs volunteers. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, fire firefighters aren't paid. You know, that, that's just not, you know, other than in big cities. So they rely on uh, new members. And the fire department does many great things besides putting out fires. They're, you know, there's they have an ambulance division that they're it's affiliated with them. You know, they just build a brand-new fire station. Uh they're involved in lots of different community events. I, I think if there's one way that we can get uh, people in town involved, it's to, you know, we need we need more volunteer firefighters. I think that would be go a long way to helping out our town. Yeah, definitely. I'll make sure that we, we promote that as well. Yep. Um, and then maybe we can get in touch with the, the fire chief yep. and, and, and go from there and maybe that, use that as a platform as well. So. Perfect. Right. Well, Anil, thanks for coming out. Really appreciate it. Jeff, thank you so much, and yeah, I no hope problem. wish you much success with this uh, video uh, and podcast. And I, you know, very glad to do this. I think it's a great way of reaching out to the community. Great. Stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check out discoverspringford.com for more information. Thanks for watching, and Godspeed.